Nightmare Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest. The time is now. What's up with that? Let's start jamming. Your life got left. But if you see what you say means nothing to me, I want to live with what I choose. I'll be from my greatest load. I feel taste of a man with something to prove. Spit shot at the world. Episode 91 of Dead Air, Trev Bot, and, and, can I do it, and, (laughs) fuck off, my, my friend, I didn't do that poll, I didn't do that poll last week, but I'll do it this week, um, I forgot to do, I forgot to do the poll seeing who wants you back, um, so we'll see. We'll see. You know what? That that kind of hurts, but I'm kind of glad because I don't want to see the results because I always dread results of anything. Well, you know, we can always weigh the results, which is something I do to make myself feel better. Because you, you don't know who like there's like you'll look at the reactions, but there's like a thousand plus people who saw the post. So there's some people who just didn't who may have been you know, a little too shy to, uh, they're like, they're like, I want Chris to notice me, but I'm nervous. 
<laughs> hey, saw you at the show. Too shy to say hi. <laughs> hey, saw the, the Facebook poll. Too shy to vote. <laughs> um, so, actually, you know what? So, we did the... Um, so, we started the set off with some... Uh, new music from shallow end out of Vancouver. Um, this is a, a new band to you, Chris. This is from some people, uh, who've been hitting up the show for quite some time. Um, a lot of my friends like, uh, Ryan, the beard, um, currently, unfortunately on, on hiatus from metal shop since, uh, metal shop is on, on a little bit of a break right now. Um, he showed me this band and everybody on metal shop has big up this band. And, um, I got in contact with one of the members and showed me the shit and I fucking love it. Uh, right now I believe this is a pure hidden gem for the Pacific Northwest. Um, has a very like coming into 2010 style of, um, approach to hardcore. Um, a little bit of uh, mid two thousands, like there's a little bit of an outbreak, um, pulling teeth, uh, vocal inflection going on there. Um, there's some of uh, a little bit of like a Midwest blood, early expire. I know it's like taboo to, uh, you know, mention the band, but it's hard not to when it's like when it's so like sonically there. You can't deny um, what a band sounds like. You know, you know what I mean, Chris. I do. And I wanted to, you know, I was just kind of actually thinking about this recently. Since we have technically entered a new decade, newer bands are, are probably going to pull from like, you know, uh, like the generation of like uh, of like my generation, you know, like uh, the, the 2010s and uh, citing them as influence, like expired Midwest blood. Um, that, that's just kind of like, I guess now I kind of like get into the lens of like how old heads feel but it's just something that you know i'm like holy crap but yeah no i you show me that that snippet and wow i can't believe i missed this dude shout outs to trevor you the host me the host you you are just you're just the the commentary and in overall personality where i have the lack thereof i just I just slave away on the computer to find to find information. Um, Dude, you have you have the best personality. That's why people even like the band we were in. Dude, I don't know about that. I feel like so this is going really into my friend group, our friend group, <laughs> but have you ever noticed that I'll post something and then somebody like Nate or Levi will make a joke and everyone will will like make a joke making fun of me and everyone will like that post but not like the post that i made (laughs) yes yes i know exactly what you're talking about like you'll or like you will tweet something and it'll get quote tweeted by nate or levi it'll get blown up (laughs) yeah i'm just like damn are you are y'all really my friends though Y'all are frenemies. Dude, there... 
the, there's some ones I've been like bored. So I've been, I dug up some shit. Oh my God. On who? Um, so no, I dug up some, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Cause there's so many things that we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I for fuck. There was one where somebody said something about my, my, oh, they called it my big ass bald head. And I was like, wow. Like somebody who's supposed to be my best friend and was like, said something, something Trevor's big ass bald head. I was like, big ass bald head. I was like, damn. I was like, I forgot we weren't friends. Uh, Um, You know what, Trevor? You show them because you have a beautiful head. Just saying that world, like y'all look up Trevor right now from Dead Air, and if you aren't sweating bullets by the gorgeous looks, well, hey, it's not too late, dude. I'm the internet. I fucking hate. So, um, past this, uh, so it was just um. By the time this is all aired and done, uh, it'll have been uh, 420. Uh, you know, praise it and blaze it. Uh, whoop de whoop, praise the Lord. Um, and pass the kush. Um, I posted it. So I posted a thing saying I smoked weed once at. Happy 420. Sorry, mom. And I got some, uh, I got some, I got some fucking like, I got some hate, hate, like, I got the mad reacts. Of course. Um, and then I just like, I wanted to make it sure because I have a lot of like people who are on, so, uh, so I got some mad reacts and people, some people were, were just clowning for sure. But I do have a lot of people who are in bands who don't, who only know me because of this show. So they don't know my personality. So I got a lot of mad reacts and then I followed it up with just a reminder. I'm still fucking straight edge. And then, and then somebody was like, Oh, what the fuck? Um, ever, this is happening in real time too. Um, I just said, just a reminder. I'm still straight edge. Um, what? Sorry, something got deleted. Oh no, here we go. What? Oh, oh my gosh. So, so I said, just a reminder. I'm still fucking straight edge, and people started arguing in my, in the, in the. Said <laughs> somebody, uh, Kevin from Metal Shop said, calm down, and then some of my non-hardcore friends started fighting with him. Uh on the on, in the oh. group and i'm just like people should respect sobriety and i'm like blah 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 i was like dude calm down it's not i just making sure people calm the fuck down i'm just like it dude. was a fucking joke if you re- when i was co-host trevbot we talked about this in the last episode i reblogged um you know pictures of weed f- just cuz it was funny i don't I straight edge for my own reasons. I also, um, also you and me are both straight edge and we both have partners that are the, that are 
farthest from straight edge um that are that are hashtag uh 420 friendly hashtag so who who fucking cares like we live i don't know internet straight at like seattle internet straight edge is different than than uh, seattle straight edge in real life and maybe people are are forgetting that because they've been cooped up for so long um so i don't know anything else to say about 420 but let's get into the let's get into the hardcore talk um because you know we'll have to bottom line we'll have to i love being edge yes well i love being straight edge we'll reconvene on this talk on edge day i love edge day um i just i like being fucking stupid and every once in a while it comes it comes to bite me in the ass i also going one thing that reminds me of going back because you know it this is a weird time to be nostalgic when you when you're locked up so you read up on old tweets and remember um when i started a fight because because I said hate breed was metalcore, and the um, Federal Way metalcore kids like started freaking out on me on Twitter. What? Do you remember this? No, dude. They got on my ass. Was like, it um? Was was it one of the same kids that? I ended up bringing up and got you sick. One of the yeah, oh yeah, fuck that, fuck that. By the way, thanks for <laughs> thanks for fucking like not only bringing up a dude that I had stupid immature Twitter beef with, but you brought him up to our show for a quote unquote Christmas special, and and he got me sick, and you and me had to play a show in a week, and I was like, I had to sip down so much tea, like. I was sick, sick for a while. And I was like, I had just enough energy to do the, do the set. And then by the time we finished, I almost felt like I was going to collapse because that guy got me super fucking sick. So, and and also to make matters worse, um, I I asked him, you know, like, Oh, Hey, bring, bring some uh, songs for the show, you know? Like your, I don't know. I guess hardcore bands you like ends up bringing in like, um, you know, bands that I wouldn't necessarily put like you know on the rotation spectrum. Um, put on you know just kind of like, you know, more well known just straight like metalcore bands stuff of stuff like, oh, from right. the 2013 2014 catalog of what exactly of yeah. what of what kids jocked which we don't need to fucking go in on at this point, but it was, it was fucking wild. I've, so I just like saw that and I was like, holy shit. All the, a lot of shit, you know, it's been like six, seven years. So actually six years. So some of that stuff has been like deleted. Um, so the whole thread is not intact, but I just looking back on that, I was like, fuck, that was a time where I I realized that was a time where I realized I was super fucking immature. I was, I was bored. I was, I was bored, single. I would spend my days working, going to school and then going home in like, I just like moved. I moved um, out of my parents' house and I was by myself and I was just 
I was just like, for some reason I was being stupid. It was like I was, it was like I was a, a teen all over again. It was really dumb. Um, so I take responsibility in my actions for that. So moving on into, into hardcore talk. So let's start, let's do we, do we want to start off? We'll start off with the, with the hardcore like news and hot topics and, uh, we'll we'll go we'll go down into what we're going to be like talking about so oh yeah we'll start with uh we'll start with uh we talked about it like a little bit like a few episodes back when i was with ray we kind of ran out of time but uh if you've been living under a rock or you've been just trying to keep yourself away from social media maybe you're just like because it's uh like that's all you can do right now and the internet is all there fucking is at the moment so like i get it if you weren't if you're not uh if you're trying to keep away as much as possible but like over pretty much since the beginning of this quarantine one band has been the biggest shit starter of all time online and it is trapped. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. They were, you know, they started a lot of this shit like six, seven years ago when they, uh, for they like first emerged back on Twitter and um, talked shit on uh, the Grammys for you know not having a real like rock category or not doing real rock bands. And I was like. And everybody just talked shit on them because, like, oh, so you think you get you deserved a fucking Grammy trapped for a song that you did in two thousand three? Is that is that what you're fucking saying right now? And now, dude, what if like, yeah, all this is just su- like suppressed, um, you know, anger that <laughs> home dude is just, you know, trying to get at because he never got that Grammy for Headstrong, so now he's trying to get Headstrong with everyone in hardcore but the uh especially the wrong people you don't want to get headstrong with yeah so they've they gotten some shit with the dudes from power trip some other fucking like you know kind of warped tour-esque bands that are like a little bit like closer to their level of like of like alt rock some stuff some bands like i prevail i think attila some stuff that's more like that's definitely out of the out of the hardcore realm um, mm-hmm. that other kids like um, don't really know what the demographic is anymore, but you can't deny that uh, for some reason, I don't know why. And I guess it's because they did have a really popular song. They have like a huge amount of streams, whether those streams were faked or not. I don't fucking know. They, I don't know. They, they could have just really worked hard and they also seem like a bunch of fucking punishers. So they could have made every fucking friend, family member and, and past fan listen to headstrong on Spotify, but they have a lot of fucking streams. So, Oh yeah. I just looked at that number for headstrong dude, like about 200 million just for that song alone. I know that 
like before this beef really happened, I know um, Punk Rock NBA talked about it just like a little bit and mentioned on it. Um, so that that is that is there. The there is some data to that they have some streams, but like, and you know, no diss if they worked really hard to fucking like, I guess punish people to listen to their music, but. I don't, I just don't really care about that. They've, they fought with power trip. They fought, um, the most recent shit was, uh, this, uh, like about a week or so ago. And, uh, they were talking shit with, uh, ice T. I, I don't know. You might have some more info on that, but, uh, they, it started with ice T and then, um, and then Danny Diablo got, in the mix. And yep. Lord Isaac. Um, God, they, they fucking fucking went at it. Um, so do you, do you got some more information on that? Cause I, I don't, do you have the, do you have a, like of a timeline? Um, I just know that. Okay. So when, um, Riley from power trip was going at it from, uh, you know, that band trapped. I know it's been at least going over for a month. I want to say it started back in March. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I do know. It started like, right, like right smack dab. Like there were still a few States that weren't under complete lockdown, but I know exactly. Like we were, we were at lockdown and I know trapped still like, like did some shows around that, like last minute time. Like they fucking snuck in a show and took a picture um, of them at that show. I feel like just to fucking uh, be like, ha ha, look at, look at us. The coronavirus is happening and we still have a sold out venue. I was like, dude, that's disgusting, man. Yeah. I remember seeing that and they were just kind of like, like bragging on it. Like, yeah, we sold out a show, but it's just like, Okay, first of all, I mean, obviously, so many different things, but why? Why are you bragging about this when this is when you are looking at this massive crowd and thinking? Probably didn't think it, but just the possible like cases that arise from this, just the in- amount of people there that contacted the virus, you know, and in like the early stages of like this pandemic, when a lot of people weren't taking it seriously and kind of dismissing it. Like, I don't know if um, if you caught this, but right before, like, in our state, um, when all the, like, bars closed down, a lot of uh, bars, especially in uh, Tacoma, were doing, like, uh, like, one last night before quarantine, like, kick, and they were, like, just essentially, like, doing, like, a like a Facebook event, just come to the bar, hang out, you know, and it was just, like, why are y'all, like, doing this? Like, just, like, yeah, we got, we got the word. You know, um, people are telling us, like, the officials, whatever, CDC are telling us to not go out. Oh, oh, thank you. Um, And, you know, man, it was just really dumb, this whole thing. But, like, did you happen to see any of that, Trevor? Like, going on with it? With what? Just the whole... I've. I'm reading some of the iced tea stuff. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't exactly know 
what he so <laughs> I know Ice T threatened um trapped. Yeah. That he said, keep talking, we'll bump into each other one day. He's like, You're threatening me because I'm saying stream can't you your stream counts are far lower than my bands. And I'm like, damn that. I was like, stream counts. We're really talking about, we're really talking about some Trump level shit. Oh, and that's uh, such like a, a nerd ass, like thing to bring up to. Oh, you're getting like mad on my streams. Like, shut up. Like Chad or whatever your fucking name is, you know? Well, oh, so somebody was uh, so so Ice T had no idea who the fuck um Trapped was and that's how this happened. He like Oh yeah. Like Trapped is, just keeps just punishing people over and over again with these with like saying that they're, you know, they they keep talking about the fucking streams. It's it's like it's like fucking um Trump keeping talking about Hillary's emails. It's like ridiculous. Just like going over the same thing over and over again. And then Ice-T is like, I have no fucking clue who you are. And that's where, that's just basically where this went. And then uh, uh, Mr. Crown of Thorns himself um, got uh, Danny Diablo Lord Ezak got into some, got into some shit with them, and uh, like they, they started threatening each other, and like, uh, it it turned it spiraled into, um, Danny calling, uh, trapped the whack, alien ant farm. Damn, <laughs> dude, that's like. I love his version of like um, K10's <laughs> whack little dudes. He yeah, he called them whack alien ant farm, and it's probably the best thing ever. He entrapped called Danny a a massive loser who contributes nothing to this country. He said, "Get the fuck out, you." you freeloading piece of shit. I was like, where did that come from? How do you know? Holy How do you the fuck do you know what the fuck Danny Diablo does? You have no idea who his fucking bands are and y- y'all fucking suck. Like, I mean, it's, keep- I gotta say, <sighs> yeah. Like my, my favorite part, like during like all these back and forth, you know, um, interactions, is in the comments there's you can count on at least one person posting a like footage of trap plane like it looks like a like a family waterfront like an acoustic set and there's just people leaving from them and then there's just like the streams like just the comments the streams but yeah no seriously like why would you like say that to someone with a uh, very well known you know, um, you know, just uh, I guess hardcore rep. We'll we'll leave it at that. Um, these I okay. So beforehand, 
I remember like seeing their old bio. Just I happened to step like uh, stumble across it, and I don't even remember what it was like trap band, whatever. But now like it just completely morphed into like a trap hashtag like MAGA. You know, <laughs> it's just, like a, a hat, like some sort of like Trump bot account, like you know Trump reply guy that you see Trump reply guy. Dude, that, that's what it is. That's what I summarized about Trap now. They are the 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 mainstream band version of a Trump reply guy. And I, you know that there's going to be a few people who, like, don't know anything about music that are just, like, straight up MAGA heads that are going to be like, dude, Trapped is the best band ever. Like oh yeah, cool. they're like I feel like there'll be few that don't even listen to the band at all, and they just like. It's like backing. It's like I know a dude, who like only started backing Kanye West, when he was like in his Trump phase. Would and I was just like I, I was just like I feel like this and this dude is like somewhat like. A little bit like I I've seen him stu- say some like semi racist shit on Facebook and he, he was like I used to uh work with this person and like he just now that he's like does Christian and right wing stuff, he just shares all that fucking um you know, all that all that fucking Kanye shit now. And I'm just like, okay, so now cause he's like leans towards your team that's why you like him that's so stupid um that's just not a reason to like music like i don't like i do not like a a band or just because they they fit into my my ethos my belief system just because that if they suck they fucking suck just like you too can do all the fucking benefits in the world, but they have some shitty songs. So, sorry, I went into a YouTube rant. Chris, are you still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still here, baby. <laughs> Anyways, so to sum that to sum that up, I'll probably have to do a little bit of cutting on this um, conversation, but. Trapped is just continually starting shit. Started shit with Power Trip, bunch of other bands. Now the biggest one is Body Body Count and Danny Diablo, which is just fucking insane. And another thing, another thing he said um, not too long ago is the newest one says rich Jews shouldn't make rap, shouldn't make trap music. I saw that, like, <laughs> dude, now you're just, like, asking for it, like, just to get, like, assassinated. I don't know. Like, we couldn't believe coming out, like, openly about, like, with this president or other, like, you know, influencers on the right-wing side saying dumb crap. But, like, seeing, like, a, a pretty, like, well-known rock band of this nature i guess i don't know it feels weird to call them a rock band when they're more of like a you know maga going down you know on it band but i yeah and then, it just seems weird to like see all this 
I hate this band. Let's keep it moving. So, yeah. W- so, was good. So, moving on to the more hardcore shit. Uh, Woo! I guess not even that hardcore. So, we talked about Trapped. I guess we're going to talk about another alternative rock band in the world. They, they're, <laughs> I like some of their songs. I like, I feel like sometimes it's, they get, this band gets a lot of like weird, they, they get a lot of weird reactions. They get, that I feel like some people, there's some people who like, who talk about them ironically. And then a lot of, and there's a few people, there's, there's like people that like them, people that hate them. Um, it's, it's such a weird mix of, um, of reviews from this band. Uh, three eleven. So, a band we don't talk about much on Dead Air. You know, I liked some of the song, some of their songs growing up. I don't mind any of the three eleven stuff. To be fucking honest, it's no, it's no fucking um mystery that Turnstile, specifically like their nonstop feeling, uh, record was uh, is very compared to three eleven for. This the nonstop feeling record came out in five years ago now. That's so fucking weird that that nonstop feeling came out five years ago, and wow, and like over the time it's gotten that has gotten super popular. The last two, the two full lengths from Turnstile have gotten very very popular, but this one, I feel like people go back to a lot of songs from nonstop feeling, and even though they have a lot of obviously hardcore influences like 311 is like the biggest one like i remember putting one of their songs on kgrg and that was a, when i said this band sounds like 311 people were like people got the connection instantly and mm-hmm. uh specifically the song blue by you in this weird timeline that we live in the frontman from 311 who looks fucking awesome for his age going into his fucking fifties. And like, just like I'm, my guess is maybe he is fucking vegan. He look, I was just like, I like seeing good looking dudes in their fifties. Cause it makes me like not be as, uh, as scared for the future, you know, even though still, even in my thirties, that's still a little ways off. Um, you know, time keeps on slipping away. So, it gets me excited. So the singer uh, recently did a interview with uh, Brooklyn vegan talking about how, uh, like he's been starting to listen to uh turnstile and he's, uh, deemed turnstile, his new favorite band. And on top of that, he did a cover in his backyard and somewhere looks like, I think three 11's from California. I'm not, I'm not looking it. This looks like California from the, and uh, he did a little acoustic cover. I feel your energy fall apart. And Don't have to leave to make me feel alone. Dude. This is exactly what I thought. When I when listening yep. to it, this is what I I I didn't expect anything less. Um, I was like, I'm sure he could easily kill and make this sound good. And I was like, 
could easily be a, a fucking 311 song. Oh, yeah. When you showed this to me, instantly I was, like, thinking, because I'm just, like, so used to hearing, like, bad covers and whatnot, but this is one of the few that uh, I was like, wow, this is actually pleasant to listen to. First turnstile cover I have ever liked. I don't even know if I've seen somebody do a turnstile cover. I know that there are young bands out there that have probably, I know, have done a turnstile cover. I just know it in in my bones. There are some local acts of young hardcore kids and some maybe some young metalcore kids that have done a turnstile cover. There's no way it hasn't happened. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, just like, uh, what was it? What, was it in Seattle that a, a band covered Knock Loose? Was it? I don't know. So, like, uh, there was a band that, shoot. there's a band that once covered TUI, and this was last summer. And it's a weird thing because it was 2009. So, it was almost at that, just a couple of years to that 10 year limit of like, okay, it's been almost a decade since this uh, band has released this music. So if it was earlier TUI, it might've gotten a pass from some them uh, with uh, this certain band being of younger kids. Like that might've got a pass, but still it was very weird to hear a TUI cover just in general. Oh yeah. Um, but you know what? I mean, it was still sick, but still like, you know, weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it was weird. I just like so. It's like I don't know how I feel because I just feel like I, for anybody in their like late twenties, early thirties, I, f- I feel like the time has gone by so fucking fast. Like, like the years have gone by just like, and have just sped on by. Three eleven turnstile, dope. So that leads us to our last little thing before we get to our uh for before we get back to some music since this is I guess been our tradition of just getting all of our uh random talk out of the way. A lot of people lately have been doing the this has been I guess thing the things on Twitter have been changing, you know, week by week. But the most recent one was uh people uh the thread um regarding your favorite favorite sets ever i think we may have done this one t- once or twice on dead air but it's been so long that i don't remember so i wanted to mm-hmm. go ahead and do that you have some written down so how about you yeah. i've been doing a lot of talking so you go ahead and do your list and tell me you know why it was a fucking good set a lot of talking bro this is like your show um our show bro uh, your show um so yeah top top like memorable sets that stuck out with me i'm just throwing this out there um when i was like first like getting into shows there was this venue in tacoma it was a lived for a few years but made a memorable impact not only on myself but on a lot of people like in our seattle tacoma community here venue was called red room um it was funny because uh you know uh 2016 i used to live in like a duplex that was right behind red room 
I don't know if you remember that at all. But yeah, was that during cool. Red Room or after Red Room? It was after. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, but uh, yeah, so a lot of great shows at this venue, the Red Room. Um, but one that really stuck out with me was um this band called Open Fire. Um, I would kind of consider them more like a on the metalcore side of a uh, like ghost inside that type of thing M- melodic um 100% um well, they definitely pulled from a lot of like later um and early misery signals um yeah style music um they mm-hmm. did they did like pull from modern hardcore but they're definitely a metalcore sound but they, it was like a super like tasteful non cringy metalcore that was yeah. it was good, um, but I can see why some people would like not like even if they liked it. I feel like there's people who would pretend not to like it. But I always loved watching that band, dude. Same and like, uh, yeah. So like with that band, Open Fire, the the show that like really stuck out to me was their last show in uh, October of 2012. Were you at that show? Y- yes, I was. I was Dude. uh it's at that point it was a weird time in my life I was like stylistically because I would for some reason I would wear like so many layers inside red room and I would fuck myself up I would go shirt um I would do like short sleeve shirt long sleeve shirt um hoodie and then overcoat and so many layers holy crap too many fucking layers i was, it was stupid um i i remember one layer one time around that time i did um i think that this is what i went i went shirt flannel hoodie and then windbreaker that combo doesn't make sense <laughs> Okay, I saw somebody do it and it looked kind of cool. You got to you got to trust me that there was that it kind of looked good, I think. Man, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm I'm doubting I'll myself. I'll probably give up a picture like on a throwback or something. I'm in that open fire video. Um, but anywho. Yeah, no, that I was just going to say like um yeah, no, like their last show at, at Red Room, um, it was just, I just remember being like, you know, I'm sure you like felt this way when you're like watching a band set and it's like, I don't know, I would almost consider it like, uh, like everything around you just kind of like fades and you're just like in that moment and like, you, it's just you, the music, the band, and you're just like, you know, um, how do I describe it? It's just like, it almost feels like time stopped and like, you're just like in that moment. And it's just kind of like, like, this is it. This is what I just like. I never want to like lose this feeling. And, and that kind of also like contributes as to, you know, why I, you know, just keep on keeping on with the, this love for hardcore. And it just kind of reminds me of that. Like, you know, when you just kind of have that like affinity of like, um, you know, you share that, like, passion for like a mutual interest like in music and you just feel that with like a whole bunch of people in a room it it was contagious you know 
And um, I, I feel like Mr. Steve Mioli would be very happy to hear you say that. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's just a chill motherfucker. He just goes and chills out at shows. And he's a, he's a you know, just like some of us older uh, hardcore dudes uh, going and fanboying, buying merch, and uh, just uh, hanging out in the background, singing along, being a, being a hardcore dad. I don't, he's not a dad, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Continue on. Um, okay. So moving on from that, that local venue, we're going to head up to Seattle. Yes, sir. To where uh, the Rainfest has was at for like, you know, the last like few years. New Mouse. New Mouse, of course. I just couldn't, dude. I don't know. I just couldn't think of it. I was like, I've been to this place so many times. Why am I? Why is the name just slipping from me? Y'all, you ever feel like that, dude? I feel like that's so. There's so much fucking information that I try to remember. Like, I'm thankful for you to just remind me that I need to write shit down, dude. Writing shit down is like honestly like a game changer. I've been doing that more, and it's just like, oh yeah, no, definitely, you know. Um, which McCall? Oh yeah. So, two Rainfest sets that stick out to me personally. Um, the 2015 gag set at Rainfest. That yes. one that... definitely game changer. So I walked in right as that whole um gag fiasco was happening with the uh with the nudity and the lack of pants and the underwears and the whatever the fuck. So like when I walked in, everyone like there was still a lot of set to be played at that point. So I didn't like miss the fucking set. Cause this happened like, I think right at the beginning of the fucking set. Um, yep. So people were just like, did you fucking see that? I was like, yeah, it's gag. <laughs> and then, then I find out what happened and then I see the video and it's fucking wild um my i think my one of my ex bosses had to help who who was a head of security had to help um tackle him down and get tell him to put his pants on my god it's so it's so wild um (laughs) i just remember I I vividly remember like leading up to like when that happened. Um I just remember the person I was hanging out with, we were just like talking and just like showing like, you know, memes that we just, you know, had saved showing them to before. And I kid you not, I look up and um Adam the front man was on the ground just go like doing like some sort of like worm type motion you know full-blown you know (laughs) birthday suit on right it was crazy and you know like I it was kind of like I guess my first I I realized too at that moment I never actually seen gag so that was also my first moment like watching this band and I I was convinced I was like I'm gonna go to every gag show after this it yeah, I've seen some gag sets before, but this one was definitely 
different. Um, cause I forget they like, you have a weird mix all like all the time, like of crowds. Like, so like you have the fucking mosh kids from the East coast, Cali all over the place. And then you have a lot of, um, some of the local like Olympia people, like, and probably some other people who have, who come from other, um, States, Canada and like doing, and getting, getting that weird, those weird punk vibes on. So it, it changes, it changes, um, the mood changes so much from band to band, uh, when it comes, when it comes to Rainfest or, you know, any, any specific, like, hardcore fest that has like so many different that pulls from so many different um styles of hardcore so it's and it's it's just like so when you like watch a mosh band and then you watch this it just hits differently you re- you really get it because a lot of bands you know sometimes will like that band definitely stands out with a lot of other like hardcore bands of its um you know of its lane just because of how they present themselves, but just like seeing it like after, you know, or before a band like mindset or something, it's just, it's just different. Um, Oh yeah, definitely. Did you have any, do you have anything else on your list? Um, Oh yeah. The year after Rainfest 2016, uh, power to end, that is all Rainfest. Good shit. Now, dude, tell have you ever like been in a moment where you're just like absolutely losing your shit, but like for like almost an hour straight? I just think that a lot of people who don't know about Power have um have really missed out specifically. Like I know Power has toured, but if you've never seen Power, never got to see Power. Um, you never got to see one of the funnest bands in the Northwest. Uh, one of the best bands of the Northwest, one of the leading bands of the last of the last decade of the Northwest. Even though there were a lot of times, there was a time where people kind of just like stopped liking power not because they weren't good it's just like sometimes they just wouldn't fucking show up to their own shows <laughs> wow trevor the <laughs> I... <laughs> just come out and say it no i'm just no they didn't do they didn't do that to any shows that i booked luckily but and they were they everybody has like locally who has done something with power um you know has their stories of power whether it was just like, oh that was a crazy set um like i remember one time you and me played with power and literally the power was going out it was the end of july and the and ser- the power kept blacking out like in between songs to where i think we fucking gave up playing do you re- yeah that sounds about right do you remember that was this the uh, set at Green River? No, this was the set in Everett. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yo, speaking of which, how wild was it that for a, a hot second, Everett was like the place for shows? 
R.I. fucking P. Yeah, after after singled out, kicked the bucket. Um, that was no longer a thing. And yeah, Everett Everett has was before that. It definitely had some. It had a had a scene um, in the two thousands, and then died off. And then uh, in the twenty tens, it had it for a couple years, and then that died off. Uh, will it ever come back? I don't know. Most of the kids who did Everett Hardcore no longer live in Everett. So I'm going to guess not for not for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to add to your list? Um, Are you good? You know, there's probably more. But just off the top of the dome, those were like most memorable. So let Wait, me- actually, I, I could give you a... This is just a random one. I can give you a, a memorable, um, just real quick set. I remember, um, okay, so uh, this band that we were in, uh, I think it was like technically the second show that we like played at Vera Project. Um, it was like Zabalba. Um, do you remember that show? Like 2014? Yeah, Zabalba, Crooks to Kings, Ill Intent. I think ill intent. Something like that. Yeah. It was I remember it was being like a like a good bill for us to like play. Um I had this like total like Jack Black moment. I wanna say it was like our first song and I don't know why I was like thinking about this and you know, it was our first song, probably like thirty seconds in, you know, I was just doing like a transition part. And my whole symbol stand like falls like on my set, <laughs> and it and that like knocks over like like um, one of my like floor tom. <laughs> so like half of my drum kit just like literally like falls on me, and I just stop playing. And this is like our very first song, and I remember like you just looked at me, just kind of like like oh, here we go again type of thing. <laughs> And so while I'm, like, frantically, like, trying to reset up my stuff, you're just, like, doing knock-knock jokes. <laughs> and the only person, like, laughing, or the only people who were laughing were just, like, you know, like, Cody and Vera and just, <laughs> like, you know, like, Nate. <laughs> Dude, I don't remember any good knock-knock jokes, so fuck. <laughs> Man, I don't have a lot of knock-knock jokes in my arsenal. So the fact that I was doing knock-knock jokes. i had one of my old friends come and film the set too great god like i never got that footage because i just don't think he had he was a really good like video dude so like he he was just in town i was like dude we're in a really new band like a really raw new band. Like it's not like what, cause my other band was a little bit more put together um, before mm-hmm. that at, at the time. So I was just like, this is really new. So I don't think he's like, well, no, it's okay. I want to, I want to do it just like, cause he was like, I was like, I just want to work up, like have a resume. And I'm just like, all right, man, you do what you want to do. And he was just filming us while we were loading in and shit. And I was just like, this is so weird, dude. And I'm just like, this is our second show ever. 
and I was just like, we did not sound that great. Um, like I think it was one of those half, half good, half bad where it started out really bad, but, but some, it always feels better. Um, like to me when you end a set good, but you start bad and that's what we did. So I was just like, I'd rather, I'd rather get progress than just then get worse. Yeah. So I don't want to talk too much about my band. We don't fucking do that on this show. So, um, yeah, me and Chris have, we're in a band together. If you haven't figured that out, um, we talk about it from time that to was just time. Like a, yeah. It was just like a random, like, you know, haha funny moment because it was like technically a memorable show right (laughs) yeah technically so let's go to my let's go to my list um make it quick so what i got at the top is the disembodied rainfest 2010 set at the time of seeing it a lot of people a lot of my friends hated disembodied and did not give a shit about them i was lucky enough to um, I had a camera at the time, Jeremy, who was running the viaduct at the time, let me, um, let me and another person, um, go to the festival for free that year to film. And I was super fucking excited. Um, the, I didn't go to the first day because I was, um, and that sucked cause rotting out played with the original vocalist and they did uh an andrew wk cover that i that you can see on the internet and i it was a bummer um but the second day was fucking insane it had truth and rights which was eddie leeway and they did some leeway songs and it sounded fucking cool um i i uh did a little moshing to the leeway cover which was fucking cool as well um what a what else so the indecision played um a bunch of good bands played that day um but it was a long ass day um disembodied uh headlined that night and i was like i'm at the point at that point in time i was on the fence about heavy hardcore bands cuz a lot of people just talked shit on them and so i didn't give them the chance sometimes because people just said, Oh, it's just like, you know, open fucking breakdowns and mixed in with some panic chords and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, whatever. And then, um, then I saw the set and it completely changed my mind. And it was one of the scariest fucking sets I have ever seen in my life. Um, just, people just getting rammed into the fucking walls. I was, uh, I was up on top of a speaker and filming and I was scared and like, I was scared. Like I was going to get knocked over. Like the speakers were getting knocked into. It was just another level. And I gained respect for a band that I wasn't, that I didn't really care for at the time. And then it became a band that I now love. Um, and a lot of people who like disembodied who are younger never got the chance to see disembodied so even though they have played a couple times but like um it's really cool to see them at that point 
Yeah. Vanguard, Rainfest 2010. Fucking loved it. I it was it just it was another time of just like people fucking piling on and singing along and singing their fucking hearts out. It was something that I loved that was uniquely fucking Northwest hardcore and just like seeing Northwest hardcore people just go insane for one of their own was always just a cool fucking sight. Um, it was just a really cool cause like people like, kind of like see Northwest hardcore people and some of them don't mosh, but like when it comes to some bands like this of this era, this was Vanguard's last show and people just fucking went the fuck off and I f- loved it. And I always liked Vanguard and it was a really cool to, way to see them go out. Got to see them a few years later do a, a reunion and that was really fucking cool as well. Um, another band, one of my favorite bands ever, Trial. I saw them a couple times um, at Rainfest. Also, they did a somewhat of a reunion show back in like 2009. Um, one of my favorite points was I saw them in 2012, which is might might not be a show that people talk about, but they played at Red Room, which we talked about as a very small room, and mm-hmm. this was the first time I felt like really confident. I started like back when I used to see them, I wasn't really confident at hardcore shows. And at this point I was getting more confident to just be out there and hang out with people and not give a shit what people think. And I just went all out, sang along. And I remember Greg, um, trying to talk, do a speech in the mic and the mic kept cutting out and he, yeah. And he just, and if anyone knows Greg Benick, he's very chill dude, like a very reasonable, chill you never see him really get angry. Like he might, if you're a really fucking close friend, of course, cause, uh, but like in public, he's very cool, calm, collective. He, out of nowhere, the mic kept cutting out. He threw, he, he thrusted the mic to the ground and yelled, fuck this fucking microphone. And I, I fucking loved it. And then he played, um, re- then they played reflections and then that, and that's the fucking, that's the fucking intro song. And they fucking, and fucking went in and I just like, I had a good ass time. It's really cool to see trial in a room that small, just saying that, um, after that, um, I have something that I would call the hate breed curse. So there've been many times between 2006 to 2018 so 12 years where i tried to see hate breed and it never fucking happened one time i even had tickets to the show but i had to get them refunded because i was at i was at a show i was playing a show with throwdown and bury your dead at studio seven and my car got broken into and i had to refund the ticket to get to to help pay to get my glass fit, my uh, window fixed. So, so, and so, and that show was that next week and I got money. And then the show, I was like, I got money right before the show and the show sold out. Oh my God. How heartbreaking. I wish we were friends at the time. uh, They played a couple times studio seven here and there. Um, People didn't get like, I just never ended up going because I didn't want to spend 40 bucks to go to a venue I don't fucking like. 
Um, I had free tickets one time. I was super excited for those. Um, what was it? Yeah, I got I got them from I got some tickets, some hate breed tickets from this lady that I fucking hated from KGRG. Um, fuck, I don't know if you even remember her. She was this butt rock lady, and I remember baby butchers, baby butchers or something. <laughs> Butcher babies. Dude, you lost me. Oh, Butcher babies. Yeah, they played and like she was all about butcher babies. Like I have a two tickets to butcher babies and hate breed, and I was like, I'll take the hate breed tickets. And then I just like I was like, it sucked because I didn't realize that she was the type of person who like was fake and didn't go to her own shows. That she was like because she was help promoting it through her butt rock company or whatever. And um, I found out that she didn't go, and I didn't. I was I had a ticket for me and Kelly and we ended up not going because I just was like, I don't want to bring Kelly here because we just started dating. And I was like, I don't want I'm going to be awkward. And I know she's awkward. She feels awkward with new people. And this person is so cringy that I feel like we're going to break up. (laughs) So because we're going (laughs) to argue about being here. And so we ended up not going. And then the years go on. So I finally in 2018, me and me and Kelly go on a trip to California to see some of Kelly's family members. We go to see nature world night out 2018. And I saw Haybreed for the first time, probably the best time for me to see Haybreed at that point. They played satisfaction front to back. They played kill an addict, which is my favorite Haybreed song. And they played a handful of other good songs off of Perseverance. They, of course, played... I think they played Destroy Everything. They played some of the songs that people... That a lot of the mainstream metal people know them for. Um, but overall, that set was... I've seen them twice now. And that set was by far the best and the only time I need to see them. After that, that was... I. I know California people were talking shit because people weren't moshing a lot. But I was fucking singing along and having a good ass fucking time, and that was fun. The next one, which I think is one you might re- not remember, is one that you and me went to in 2016 January. We went on a trip to play with. Uh, we played a festival with our with our band, and the next day we went to see one of Mindset's last shows in, That's P- right. I in actually Pomona. Remember this show. And. I always liked mindset and it was just a great note to see, to just to end that trip and, and and just a a great end note with them. Also, it was, that was a fun, that was just an overall fun trip for the most part. I loved, um, I loved the set. Um, after that, we went over the pass, uh, the fucking, we went, we went over, Dude, that that part sucked though. When we went, um, how it just like just started snowing while we were going over it. The grapevine, yeah. We went over the grapevine yeah. and first time experiencing like the fucking snow and shit, and it was that sucked. That was super scary. And then there was that one radio station that was playing Red Hot Chili Peppers, the same Red Hot Chili Peppers song. They just had it on repeat. 
throughout the past. They just like had it on loop while like the host just fell asleep or something, I swear. <laughs> that was so wild because I fell asleep for a little bit because I was like, I'm going to fall asleep because I'm scared. I'm like, I'm just going to die. I'm just going to fall asleep and die. Um, and then I wake up <laughs> and that fucking song's still playing. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Am I dead yet? <laughs> <laughs> Um, next going back a little bit to 2010 the carrier played i think that same day as disembodied at rainfest 2010 this is a band i was looking forward to for a very long time they did not disappoint um a band i very much miss um they definitely go along the amazing core uh melodic hardcore um lanes with definitely a darker heavier um just presence about them and the way they make their music definitely like heavier mosh parts a little bit more kind of harder um hardcore influences but i was there was one i was super excited about and it was really just a fucking good emotional and moshy ass set um next up 2013 rival mob rainfest 2013 uh saw both their regular show and their after show and both were fucking wild the after show i got beer spelt on me at black lodge and that fucking annoyed me um but the yeah the regular uh rainfest was one of the craziest rainfest sets i've i've been a part of it just people just fucking went the fuck off um another one for 2016 rainfest was 108 i they were just it wasn't as crazy as i was just impressed um just by the set and the overall sound because some Mm -hmm. older bands don't um don't bring it as well live sometimes they sound okay live but they sounded great and they had the energy to go along with it same with Burn. Um, both just really fucking good live bands. Um, oh, yeah. And obviously, to end it off, we have Power Rainfest 2016. It was a weird time. It was an end of an era. And it definitely felt like an, a real fucking ending point. It felt like graduation day. Like, we knew something wasn't going to be the same. So we fucking partied like there was no fucking tomorrow. And there kind of wasn't. Um, so, like, it has been no mystery that the last few years in the Pacific Northwest have been very weird with its ups and downs. And now with COVID-19, some the promise of a future in hardcore has been in the Pacific Northwest has been completely stalled. And, yeah, sucks. So... Dude, Trevor... Like, okay, sorry, but like, how crazy is it to actually think that kind of like what you said, graduation day power 2016, how like that actually like since the end of like that year's rain fest that PNW hardcore has just been kind of like going at this weird slump of an axis, you know, like just like attendance seemed to just like immediately cut in half and 
you know, it was just like, wow. You know, like, because that was like a big thing for PNW Hardcore was Rainfest. And once that was gone, it was just like, you know, a lot of people kind of like, I felt like that was like their reason. Like, oh, Rainfest is going? Well, so am I. But hey, you know, tr- people who are still trying to make it happen. But like, you like, you, like you said, with COVID-19, you know, anyone trying to do like anything locally, it just won't happen for a hot second. So it's it's fucking sad. So it's like it's that's why we're not trying to dwell on it too much. So that was our fucking rant. We got to get to some music and we're not going to have a lot of time for the, some music. So we're going to get to <laughs> Why do we keep doing this? <laughs> I look at my I look at my fucking mirror and I'm like why am I like this? Uh, <laughs> we we're, we're going to have to just keep trying to get that to get music out <laughs> <laughs> just cut a lot of it i don't know we'll cut as much as we can um shallow end web of lies um we played that check it out we're gonna have some uh more music from them they're gonna have a a whole ass record um this is just like the promo shit from it so now we're gonna play some three knee deep off of triple b records we uh they have their uh latest record out titled three knee deep that self-titled shit um we're gonna play phantom spirit i liked this record i know there's a lot of fucking um there's some there's like mirrored mixed reviews because there's a lot of like i don't know there's like the beatdown shit there's the there's the e-town style stuff there's the there's a lot of like bulldoze and billy club sandwich style beatdown in here um there's just a lot of kind of like late 90s uh beatdown influence in this in this and I know some people are like, this is done before. And I was like, it's, but there's some people who are just like, even, even people who have talked down and be like, they can't deny that they like, that they still like this, liked listening to this record. It's so good. I know this is like a hundred percent your lane. Like you, I mean, as of lately, I mean, we ha- we don't talk as much so i don't know everything you listen to but it's hard for you i i think it would be hard for me not to imagine you liking something like this um that has so much um kind of like biohazard influence as well as like fucking really heavy metal and beatdown influence like they oh, yeah. they definitely mix a lot of their like first um lp in with what they have for that pro- for the the promo that kind of really just sounded like biohazard like with the rapping mm-hmm. and uh they mixed it all together for this one so i definitely if i'm going to be if i'm going to be 100% honest the latter uh, the the previous lp I don't know if this tops it for me, 
but this definitely has some good shit in it. But this has been a a time of trying to get as much like absorb as much music as possible. So it's been uh I have I haven't given this more than like one and a half listens. Like from from front to back. Okay, I would definitely start out that way, front to back. Yeah, I have listened front to back. I just haven't listened to it more than like once. And then I gave it I ha I like I went through half the record last time I listened to it. So like so I kind of was like I remember going through this like little phase. Um like especially with like bands doing like samples where you I felt like it was kind of like being like overdone. And I wasn't, like, about samples. Like, I would almost dismiss it. So, I mean, that's kind of, like, like gone away. I guess I've been more, like, open to it, you know, since bands are starting to do more sampling now. Um, and so when I hear the ones, like, uh, Three New Deeps doing, they, uh, you know, do, doing, like, some, uh, like, it sounds like one of the, like, I think the, the closing track has, like, a like a like some sort of video game sample in it. You know, just all different, like, um, takes and samples that they're doing. It was just kind of like, I think that overall contributed to why I was so into it because their first LP, you can't deny like how like heavy, how, you know, just gut wrenching that is. Right. But like with this one, you, you get like almost like a little bit of like everything in it. And in like, I don't know, the sample is just like, all like, um, just for me, just bring the band, you know, to the, to the level that like, you know, now should like, now should put them like a, as like a, a main front of a, if they haven't already been considered as one, like a main front for like a, you know, a must listen to band, you know, like, like, you know what I mean? Like um, a must listen to band that, you know, should be heralded by, you know, in hardcore of modern times, definitely. And that's where I don't know if I hundred percent agree with you, if they should be because they have some stuff like that's definitely like, if you say that this should be heralded as a top hardcore record, then you have to say tsunami does as well. And they definitely have some like more fun aspects where like 3d D. I would say definitely takes themselves a little bit more seriously, but still not at the same time. Like they're having fun with the type of you. I feel like you in 2020, you can't play music like this and, and be a hundred percent serious, especially with like, Oh yeah. Some of the, some of the like, rapping that they do like uh i was gonna play like last time i was gonna play the song wetlands which like is a straight up like like i don't i don't know it's it's like more like rap rock than anything oh Um, yeah it's it reminds me of some of the more like contemporary uh e-town songs that are not like super moshy, but more on the on the uh, lines of rap metal than hardcore. Um, 
some of the mm-hmm. yeah some of the some of the other the later E Town tracks, which I still really like. So, okay, so for for your kind of um, for your take on this, I just wanted to to compare like on how you like favor Three Knee Deep being like as like a top like band. See, for me, I would put them up there, but I know for you, you like Cold World, right? I, I do and, like Cold World. And, uh, yeah, I, I like Cold World. And, and like, um, you know, a lot of people did it. You know, they kind of dismissed it, too. And and I know, uh, like, to, for a lot of people and, you know, a lot of people contrast, they were an important band. Um, You know, it, am I, like, comparing cold world to three knee deep on the sense of like status of top band. Not necessarily. I'm just kind of going at the angle of, um, of a seriousness, right? Because I guess it just like, you know, depends on how you kind of view the type of music is what I'm getting at. You know, me, I really like it. I'm about it. And for me, I think it's, um, you know, um, like a top record in the sense of like, uh, as we're entering the, the 2020s of hardcore. Um, Cause I mean, like technically there hasn't been like that much like out, but like, um, like you, you, you see what, where I'm kind of like getting at a little bit. Um, I can see definitely a lot of like the new metal crowd of like metalcore kids definitely coming into an intro this way um, from, with this band. Like I can see this being an entry point because like a lot of like the metalcore like of the kind of like the alt press variety are new metal um and like new metal adjacent style bands. So I can see like where like the the more like rhythmic stuff and like heavy stuff is gonna um get people in. It's definitely heavier than um than Cold World. I think what gave Cold World it's kind of th- shtick is like it was definitely rooted in like more new york hardcore than beatdown and then this is like definitely more i could compare cold world to a band like madball whereas i can compare a band like three knee deep to like e-town concrete which there are like huge differences if we're really if we really want to compare the two bands. Yeah, no, definitely. So that's where I think it gets weird. Cause I like, you can trace cold world style back to Madball, And there's even like, obviously like the 2000 um, Madball release has kind of a cold world vibe to it where it has a lot of like hip hop samples. And then it's, it's obvious that this would, this trend would catch on to other bands and get continued. But with three knee deep, I don't know if I can would consider that like, like almost like third, like you call like if you'd call Madball first generation of, of that kind of style to at, to uh, do cold world is second gen. And then now this is now three knee deep is third gen which is, like I said, it's definitely um, coming from a more uh, beat-down kind of... It's coming from... It has more roots in beat-down 
than it does some hardcore. Not that there isn't any hardcore any in there. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting thing to ponder. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. Would you consider if you are listening? Would you consider Three Knee Deep a top tier hardcore band in uh in 2020? I feel like for the Northwest, it's yeah, gonna be it's thing. gonna for North Pacific Northwest listeners, my guess is gonna be a resounding no. And what the fuck are oh, you? I was just gonna like, yeah, I was just gonna hear uh, crickets from the Northwest. <laughs> I would say I'm going. I'm gonna try to bring it out to a broader spectrum of people. Um, but I'm gonna guess for most Northwest people, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like three D deep. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I just three D deep. I hardly knew her. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna play Phantom Spirit, and then we'll be back with like maybe like two fucking songs. <laughs> <laughs>
What's up, motherfucker? This is Bear Bear Mashup telling you to check out the brand new Bear Bear website now. Go to BearBearHeartRadio.com for all podcasted shows as well as news reviews and content you can't get anywhere else. Go now or feel the wrath of my cold, hard robotic legs been kicking you straight in the face. Good night when I was hypnotized in the 
remember what it was like without real art shows? Kinda like now. Fucking bummer, dude. Make sure we still have an all-ages venue after all of this. Donate at realarttacoma.com slash donate. Well, here goes! Flower Chains Collective. I felt like I was watching a dream I'd never wake up from. DIY clothing you can't get anywhere else. Now you have something to look forward to after you die. Information at flowerchains.us. Now 
All right, we're back. You're listening to Dead Air. Two hours of hardcore radio. So this is the music part where we stop the rambling and talk about music. Um, so right after we played some Three Knee Deep, I showed you this band a little bit, uh, Mutually Assured Destruction. Um, this was a this is a band that's highly in your lane. You love the thrash metal. You love the you love the crossover. Um, I know you like a tinge of kind of like the life of agony um, style vocals. Um, I don't I don't know where you uh, where you land on only living witness. Okay, so here's where you will find out where I'm landing. So um, lately, I've been. Um, really into the rock influence th- uh thrash influence style of hardcore aka um that like style of only living witness corrosion of conformity era um you know that life of agony um that specific sound of like a, like ugly um uh, coming from ugly like I've been super into that lately. So, dude, when you showed me this band, it just immediately clicked. I was like, "Yep, already added it to my queue." Like, yeah, I, they're and I know they have. I don't know if they have it anymore, but I know they were like showing around like merch and stuff. Um, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm like, "I now I want merch from this fucking band" because I'm like, I got I got stimulized, and now I'm trying to stimulize a couple bands, you know. The just because I want these bands to have my money so I can see that see them live again one day, um, and one day in three years, hopefully not. Let's let's uh, fingers crossed. Uh, Richmond, Virginia, some great ass crossover um, metal hardcore. Um, so after that, we got to a request for a band called rat poison um we played them i believe a few months a few months ago i was um i really liked how this band like like at least this material had a had a very like kind of alpha and omega e sound to it um i like i don't quite remember what the original what the oh here we go so hypnotized in the 90s from uh rat poison from south carolina um i picked the smaller track because i'm like i'm really a fan of these uh heavy some of the moshier and some of the um harder sounding hardcore bands doing shorter songs and like taking a cue from um other hardcore punk and um doing hard songs but getting in and getting out and i really like this uh minute 26 second song it definitely reminded me of like like i said the uh first after that we played a band called cross control from california um we played um diadem their latest their latest single um this has martin from who was drumming previously in the band no bragging rights and this is a huge departure um from this from from that sound 
a band on New Age Records, Cross Control, um, from L.A. Definitely has a um, a, a a late '80s um, hardcore sound, which is, like I said, a huge um, departure from what um, Martin was doing in No Bragging Rights. If you've heard the band, so. I think it's cool. Metalcore kids are uh, are doing are are doing hardcore. So I mean, it's a natural progression progression of things. Um, up next, we have a band called Bent Blue. Um, so we talked a little bit about our trip to California. Um, we had. On our trip, we played with a really fucking sick ass band. Wait, what, was it like um, our trip, like in January 2016? Yeah, or when we were Counter Blast. Counter Blast. We played with this band called oh, oh, Counter Blast. Called Counter Blast. We had them. We had them on the show, and then a member of the band hit me up with his new group, um, Bent Blue, which is definitely a more melodic take if you're fans of um praise this is this is more of this is more in this lane i'm sure there's some older um influences in there as well but um this song between your and your is uh reminds me of a praise song so check it out uh bent blue they have tapes available as well um moving on to some shit. Um, I think I, the, I, we talked about this, ba- I talked about this band with Devin until the end. Um, this s- release reminds me a lot of until the end. And this is the band treason on new age records who we had one of the members on a few, like a few months back, I believe back in September. Um, we played the song noise off of their true believers EP. This is straight like early to mid two thousands um, straight edge music for fans of like I said until the end, cast aside, and um, and throwdown. So check it out if you like uh, if you like moshy um, straight edge with double bass. After that, dude, we have you. Did you listen to this? No. Yes. No. Um, treason. Yeah. Yes, actually. Um, where are they from? Do, do you remember? Um, they're from the Midwest, I believe. Um, they are from Cincinnati. They're from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay, I was gonna say I couldn't remember if they were like a Midwest band or yeah, not. they're from Cincinnati. Um, they're yeah, they they from Cincinnati. Yeah, no, I I dig it. I definitely see um the until the end um throw down you know influence in there dude um, yeah no that that's why i like you know I, it clicked right away too past members of culture and and a lot of other um late 90s bands as well um so i can see where that progression lies um up next we played a band that i played i believe i played the song on one of the very first dead air episodes here in tacoma um the band Protein, we played their 2017 demo. We Now we're playing a song off their promo that um, 
that came out in January. This band uh, is from, it's from on Youth to Youth Records, which is out of Poland. This is a Polish um, youth crew band. It's it's Euro Youth Crew. There's not much more to be said about it. Um, it's fun. It's short. It's Euro Youth Crew. N- not knocking it in any way. Um, the next one is um. Next one we played is a band called Cauldron from the UK. I think you put pl- you. I think you played a. Um, you you listen to this a little bit, right, Chris? Yeah. Um, this uh, this reminds me a lot of like, of like that metalcore that definitely was like the late nineties, early two thousands. That if it came out just five six years earlier, I mean later, it could have been like mastered to the point of like being like I it being more like appealing to hot topic metalcore people like where like is is when as production got better for metal some of the bands um you know got more mainstream success and there's bands like this reminds me cauldron reminds me a lot of prayer from cleansing which is like a band that is very well accepted from the hardcore and like more like metal, the hardcore metalcore community. But I could see if just a few changes could make it a metalcore band, like a few, a few different stylistic changes. You can step into some, some totally different um, territory with something that sounds like this, but I fucking love it. This is a um a metalcore style that a lot of Euros um a lot of people in the UK uh go for and I'm down with it. I'm also down with it. Um I think after that we have a band called Sanity Slip. Um they're from Texas. Uh, they have that, they have some, uh, metalcore crossover with, um, mixed with some like traditional beatdown. Um, this is off of T off of uh good junkie records, um, who does all basically like heavy Texas bands. So they sent that to me. So check that out. Um, another one, which was a submission from upstate records is a band called gloves off. Um, check them out. Very like, um, they're from Pennsylvania. They have a, uh, very like mid two thousands, um, a life once lost a little bit of like early, like lamb of God, like a lot of like you would see on like the metal and hardcore comps that you would see at like hot topic, which had like a mix of like everything from like that are like, like barrier dead and like God forbid and stuff like this. This sounds like a, a band that came like straight off this like style of comp. And, uh, they're definitely like upstate records is known for doing, um, 
mainly kind of heavy, a heavy East Coast vibe of music. And this sticks to that tradition. Following that, we have the band Crow Killer, which I haven't listened to much of before. Have you listened to this band? I fucking like I haven't. I know a lot of people big up this band, but um, this is honestly the first song that I've heard from them. And I really do like um, this mathy stuff meets uh, early 90s metal or late 90s metalcore. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, Yeah, no, one of my uh, favorite, uh, like, slc bands um dude straight up i remember uh we were supposed to play with them in uh like like on our tour but uh, they ended up like uh like not like being on the bill but i remember being bummed but yeah listen to the latest stuff they put out and was that on know, a crooked that was on a crooked cross tour yeah that you were supposed to play with them yeah fuck that's so i sick. know dude but but like all, all this um uh, new stuff that they put out like on the record dude you know it's just like it just i i love like the like um the metallic hardcore essence of you know the the handshake it reminds me of the uh the handshake pictures of like metalcore and hardcore you know and that's just kind of like what i you know i i just love about these uh you know, this, this type of style, you know, makes me miss, um, you know, one of my other favorite, like modern, you know, uh, metallic hardcore essence bands of Axis, you know, just makes me miss them, but definitely a great band. Y'all should peep this record, Crow Killer, um, straight up. Um, we played the song Castigate. Um, so just to, just to, I don't think we really went over the song. So, so we did Treason, Noise, Protein, Walls and Faces, Cauldron, The Last Words, Sandy Slip, With Hands Tied, Gloves Off, In Reflection, Another Day by Self-Deprecator, Cold, uh, not Cold World, Crow Killer, Castigate. And we finished it up with City of Industry, I Digress. Uh, we had the band on the first... Uh, on the first episode that we you can find on the Spotify um, and all the in everywhere that we do podcast shit. Um, yeah, so professional. I know. Um, City of Industry, I think they're kind of a hidden gem, um, especially because I, um, Asa, is, the singer, is like one of the only like actual one of the hardcore, the main people who write the music and. Um, the rest of the kids are kind of like metal, um, kind of, some of them are screamo kids and, and like grind kids that he's found to play his music. And like, he's the only really hardcore kid and he hasn't, and he, um, is from California. So he doesn't know a ton of hardcore people, but he makes really good hardcore music in the vein of, um, modern life is war and hope conspiracy. And this song definitely continues that tradition of sounding like modern life is war um, with uh, with kind of some of their like slower material. That's not as heavy, not as moshy, but kind of like 
um, their material that kind of um, influenced bands like Defeater with just a little bit more of the guitars, a little bit slower in the background, and then the vocals are very upfront, screaming over something that is not as not as heavy, but like, but like very like still aggressive in a passionate way. So, if you are fans of that kind of like I said early to mid 2000s like melodic hardcore i would definitely check that out um that business that we always do that i forgot to do last episode follow us on twitter and instagram both at dead air nwcz go to our website deadairhardcoreradio.com and send us emails deadairnwcz at gmail.com i hope you enjoyed our rantings did you? I, I mean, if at least I hope I enjoyed most of our rantings. And if you didn't, then this then this episode is pretty much pointless. Oh, I definitely enjoyed it. OK, I mean, we have to enjoy our own shit just in case nobody else fucking does. Hey, you know, like I, I always say, like, you know, I'm I'm my own best comedian. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, I guess we'll see what updates. I got so many fucking updates from the um from my straight edge post. So um we'll have you back again, Chris. We're gonna try to keep it more uh musical and less talk heavy. So we'll see how that we'll goes. See about that. We'll see how that goes. So we'll have you another episode or two. We'll see what we'll see what happens. We're um depends on if i get some fucking guests or not not that you're not that you're my second choice or anything uh um. wow trevor <laughs> so everyone yeah so all of trevor's listeners so you've all just you know ear witness that uh i've just been trevor's boot like podcast booty call yeah so. i told you last episode your hardcore booty call exactly no it's all good hardcore um, booty who can it's like the when you say trevor's listeners you mean two people um so so you're good um hi autumn <laughs> if autumn <laughs> if, if my kid was able to just dude she's not looking for i'm not a i'm not a fucking um i'm not a minecraft video <laughs> i'm not i'm not a fucking Dude, she likes she loves Minecraft versions of songs. And it's and like like she had there was like a Minecraft version of a Katy Perry song and she fucking loved it. Uh-uh. That's so sick. That like that reminds me of um they did a rendition of a an entombed song but like um 8 bit so it sounds like very like like evil like castlevania okay that's cool though yeah that's really cool but it's getting late i know last time i kept you past your bedtime so we're gonna leave on that note we're gonna play one last song from a band called insecure a brand new band from seattle washington um with members of rookie town i forgot that band even existed so Dude, I'm, Rookie Town, wow. So it's Seattle, so I'm guessing maybe the members moved back into Seattle because no, Rookie Town was uh, from Bellingham. And so, but like, maybe it's just because they were going up to Western or something. So, I mean, 
nobody can live in Bellingham forever. There's not much unless you just, I mean, it's a chill place. If you just want to live your life, not do much, go to a go to a, like a random garage punk show and, and, uh, drink, have drink and have a beard. Um, that's, if that's what you like, then fucking go to Bellingham, I guess. Oh yeah. And if we ever end up there, um, we could go to that really good sandwich place. Um, brother dudes brother dudes that yeah. sounds that? that sounds like a fucking vegan sandwich that sounds like a uh, that sounds like a sandwich place and probably has vegan options but not a uh not a vegan solely sandwich place oh yeah i know they have like vegan options but not solely vegan but the 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 one uh vegan sandwich i had there dude it was top notch uh, they make their own like in-house uh, tzatziki sauce and uh, but they call it like a brother sauce, which oh my god, yeah, everything is very like on the menu, brother this or dude that. I like uh, their own dude fries; it's pretty cool. One time, I think I saw what I thought was, um, I thought was Snoop Dogg on um, <laughs> what was that? What was the uh, on Omegle chat um, back in the day? <laughs> um, I he looked like I thought it was Snoop Dogg, and he's I. It was either that or a picture of Snoop Dogg, because <laughs> he. I was like, "Hey, is that Snoop?" And he was like, "What's up, young brother?" And then he. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So. Dude. Did you ever do a uh, chat roulette too, or just that one? I think. Oh, it was chat roulette. Yeah, chat roulette, not me- a Megley chat. It was. Yeah, it was chat roulette. So I thought it, or it was just a fucking good ass clause play. Um, it. I promise you, it's not as like. I'm. I promise you, it's not like a. N- never mind. We're not going down that road. I thought I saw <laughs> Snoop Dogg or a picture of Snoop Dogg. And that picture said, what's up, young brother? And that was about, that's about it. So we're out. Here's Insecure with their song, Free Gospel. We'll be back next week. Listen, Dead Air, Two Hours of Hardcore Radio. Hey!